0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we are studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 143, looking at John chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Let's read the passage. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, the one Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha was serving them, and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard, anointed Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. So the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Then one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was about to betray him, said, Why wasn't this perfume sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? He didn't say this because he cared about the poor but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put in it. Jesus answered, Leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Well, this is the anointing of Jesus at Bethany by Mary. Says in verse 1, Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was the one Jesus had raised from the dead. Well, that was just in the last chapter, in case you forgot about Lazarus. He was the one who was dead, that Jesus rose from the dead. And afterwards, there was this decision by the Sanhedrin to execute Jesus. Better that he die as one man than the whole nation be destroyed by Rome. So Jesus and his disciples left Bethany, which was just a couple of miles from Jerusalem, and went to the town of Ephraim, about 15 miles away. Well now, it's approaching the time of the Passover, and Jesus comes back to Bethany, just outside of Jerusalem. Bethany is where Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, lived. He reminds us that Lazarus is the one that Jesus had raised from the dead. Verse 2, says, so they gave a dinner for him there. Now, it doesn't say who they is. As you just read through this, you think, well, Lazarus and Mary and Martha are giving the dinner for him there. But that may not be the case. He doesn't say who they is. It could just be the whole town. It could be a group of people. It could be uh, Lazarus and his family. But this is the story of the anointing of Jesus shortly before his death. We also see this story in Mark and Matthew. There's another anointing story in Luke, but it occurs fairly early and it seems to occur in Galilee where Mark and Matthew both have this in the final week. Now they differ some in, with John in, in some, some details. One, they say it's like two days before the Passover we're here it says six days. Now, is the six days when it came to Bethany, or is it six days when the dinner was? It's hard to say. Remember, John isn't real concerned with actual chronology. John is talking more topical in nature. But in Matthew and Mark, both of them say this occurs at the house of Simon the leper. And then, it's, and then it says a woman anointed him with the perfume. Here, John says it's Mary, but there's it's close enough. It, it sounds like it's the, the same event in Mark chapter 14 and Matthew chapter 26 as this here in John chapter 12. So and, and it works. It does fit together that they gave a dinner for him. Well, it, it, it occurred at the house of Simon the leper. Martha was serving them, and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with them. So it implies that Lazarus is one of the guests, just as Jesus is. And so Jesus is someone of some notoriety in Bethany, because Bethany is not a large town. And when Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead, that, that was quite the event for Bethany. So the, the likelihood, this, this is at Simon the leper's house, and Simon is invited Lazarus and his family there. Martha is helping to serve, and Lazarus is at the table with Jesus. Verse 3 Then Mary, doesn't say this is Mary, the sister of Lazarus and Martha, but it sure implies it, took a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard. So she took a pound. Now the word here is uh, a litron, which uh, turns into the Latin Libra, which means a pound. It letters actually mean a pound, a Roman pound, which is 12 ounces. A pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard, anointed Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. So the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Now one difference here is in Mark and Matthew, it says that the woman anointed his head. Here it says anointed his feet. But in Jesus' response in Mark and Matthew, he talks about anointing his body. So is, is it both? It's hard to say exactly how it all fits together. The, the focus in John here is, is on the feet. Later, at the Last Supper, Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And it's an act of extreme humility to be messing with somebody's feet. Because people walking around in their sandals, in the dirt, their feet get pretty dirty. And you come to somebody's house and somebody would provide some water to wash their feet off. Well, it was about the most degrading thing you could do to wash somebody's feet. Which is why it's so noteworthy that Jesus washes the disciples' feet at the Last Supper. He takes the role of a servant. Well, here Mary does this. And she anoints Jesus' feet, not just with water to wash them off, but this incredibly expensive perfume. And she wipes his feet with her hair. Now, probably means she's sopping up the excess that's dripping off with her hair because you wouldn't put the perfume on the feet and then wipe it off. But it very, very much a, a, an act of incredible humility shows her regard for Jesus and humility toward herself. In verse 4, one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was about to betray him, said, why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put into it. So a denarius was a day's wage for a regular laborer. And so 300 denarii would be about a year's wages. So you're talking a fair amount of money that has been spent for this perfume. And Judas is complaining here, why why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Well, John points out this isn't because Judas is so concerned about the poor. It's because he has been stealing from the money bag. Now this is the only place in any of the Gospels that really point out that Judas is someone of bad character prior to his betrayal of Jesus. In fact, you read the Gospel of John, his description of Judas, Judas is not just misguided. Judas doesn't just misunderstand Jesus or not get it. and Sometimes uh, some of the fictional portrayals paint Judas out as just Judas is this zealot and Jesus just isn't being zealous enough. And so maybe even Judas tries to force his hand by betraying him to the authorities. But but John makes it pretty clear there's something drastically wrong with Judas. Uh, John uses the words of, you know, the devil entered him, and he did the, the devil's bidding. And here says he was a thief. So John makes no bones about it. There's uh, Judas is not just a misguided soul. Judas is a bad guy. So Judas complains that they're spending the money. John makes it clear he doesn't care about the poor. He just cares about the money. But it does seem like a fairly extravagant thing. And this is a, a very unusual thing. You know, often you did anoint people, but you pour a little oil on their head, you don't do it this way. And it is a, a very festive thing, but then Jesus paints it a little different picture here in verse seven. Jesus answered, Leave her alone. She's kept it for the day of my burial, for you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. So Jesus now Pointing ahead to his death, which is going to be in just a few days. Now, the day of my burial, I don't think he's talking about today. He's talking about the time has arrived now. We are in the time of my burial coming up. And his point, you always have the poor, but you do not always have me. We need to remember that Jesus does take priority over ministry. And we do ministry in the name of Jesus. We do ministry for the glory of God. We do ministry out of compassion and care for people. But our devotion to God is what drives us to do ministry. And ministry can never replace our devotion to God. And it's something we've got to remember. Sometimes we, we get caught up in doing church. I've, I've seen it where some people care more about the church than they do about God. The, the church is, is the body of Christ, the church is the, the people of God, the church is the collection of the saints, and so the church is incredibly important, but we've got to remember that the, the organization of the church, it's just that, it's the organization of the people of God, and we do perform ministry, but that flows out of our love for God, out of our devotion for God, and can never replace it. Well, thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.